Hello, my name is John Hoover. I'm the marketing director here at Telabs. I'm gonna be your moderator today. I'm pleased that you join and glad to welcome you to this Optical Land Tech Talk. Today, we're gonna to cover passive optical land operational efficiencies and SDN management, but we're gonna do it in a really cool way. Um, we have 20 minutes of content, which will leave us plenty of time for Q&A at the end. If you have a question, just type it into the Zoom banner uh, menu and uh, we'll get to as many questions at the end of the presentation as possible. This webinar is being recorded and I'm going to provide you with a link to the replay and also the ability to uh, download. It won't be exactly the slides, but I'll, I'll probably figure out something to give you a download to that will give you some more insight into Panorama Pond Manager. Um, as you can see, we're almost, we're getting towards the end of our Optical Land Tech Talk series. Uh, next month, we're going to have a really great one where we're going to cover zero trust. Um, it's a really hot topic, and I'm looking forward to that one. Please stay tuned and continue your participation in November and December. Uh, but for today, uh, Mr. Joel Fisher is back by popular demand, and he's going to take you through the uh, operational efficiencies you gain with Optical Land, the SDM software-defined management, but he's going to do it from a standpoint of a Telabs Panorama Pond Manager live demo. So with that, let me just turn it over to Joel and he'll take it from here. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Joel Fisher. Um, I'm the Director of System Engineering here at Telabs, um, and I wanted to take you through a little walk through our Telabs Panorama Pond Manager today. Um, give you a little insight into how it works and, uh, and some of the good pieces and parts to it. Um, our Panorama Pond Manager, it's a centrally managed model. Um, that is, the manager runs on a central server. It connects out to our OLTs to manage them. And then we use client applications to be able to, to connect to that server and configure, run, monitor, do all kinds of things with it. Um, this kind of a model and having a centralized management um, inherently gives us better speed in changes and moves and ads um, in efficiencies of being able to control large networks at the same time. I don't have to go to multiple different devices to manage them. They're all managed through a single interface. Um, this is available typically in the Windows OS environment, though we do still support the Solaris environment. Um, and you can have lots of different people um, on the system at once. So you can have multiple, multiple network administrators running um, different configuration, doing different things on the system all at the same time. And it does run within a, uh, a virtual environment. Um, we officially support VMware, um, though we have seen it running in other environments as well. So um, with that, let's kind of take a little walk forward in this. The things we're gonna talk about today our OLT commissioning, uh, roles and privileges for users of the system, um, error-free profiles. That's probably one of the nicest pieces in that I have a consistency across my network. Um, unlike with um, individual devices where virtually every device ends up with its own unique configuration, here you do centralized profiles. Um, we also handle as, as plug and play of ONTs and devices. Um, we'll talk a little about that. A little bit about reporting and troubleshooting, some of the notification tools that are available. Um, and 
will introduce you if you haven't used it before to the Pond Manager's web browser interface. And with that, let's jump over to the actual manager and we'll take a look at uh, what we're talking about. So as you can see, um, we've kind of jumped forward and not uh, missed the login, but in the login, your, your options are available to do single sign-on so that if you have a single sign-on environment or you want to use LDAP authentication for your users, um, those are the types of things that are definitely supported within the interface. Um, in here, the interface is pretty straightforward. It's, it's very simplistic and intuitive in its approach to how to present information to you. Um, on the left panel of the interface, you have basically applications. And these are things that I wanna do or look at. In the middle, I have my network map. It is, in this case, a single OLT, but you could have multiple OLTs in here. The system designed to handle 300,000 end ethernet ports um, through the single ethernet, through the single interface. And then in the right is kind of a results screen. It is based on what my application that I chose and where I am looking within my network map, um, what do I display? And then I have some other tools and pull downs up in the top, some different tabs that we can look at to see different types of things or configure different pieces of the system. But the primary interface is down below here in these three panels. And with that, let's get going. So our first is OLT commissioning. Here we've already added an OLT to the system, um, but adding an OLT is actually quite easy. We simply tell it, I wanna add an OLT. I tell it its IP address, and then I read configuration from that OLT. And, or I can erase the configuration. So if I want to take an OLT back to its native state, I can do that from here. Um, I also can run a wizard and a wizard that asks me lots and lots and lots of questions and it builds my entire configuration for me. Or I can do it manually. You know, we, we like to let the choice be for you as to how you would like to operate your network instead of doing magic config, which you have to figure out what the system did for you. So that is a, that's typically how we add um, devices to the system. And when they come in, all of the pieces and parts that are on that system show up. And another nice part is that if I have an existing running system and I'm simply bringing up a new panorama um, server that I can acquire my old OLTs that are already running and all of their configuration and all of that configuration profiles, all of the information flows back into panorama from the OLTs. So it's really a very nice simplistic way of recovering um, when I want to take my panorama server down, do some things to it, and then recover information that's changed in between. Because the OLTs do have a, have a CLI interface as well. So one of the things we always get asked in the panorama interface is, how do I manage users within here? Is there, a, is there um, different levels? Is there reads and writes? Well, yes, we provide the standard reads and writes that you would normally be used to seeing. And we have different roles. And you can see I've got a couple, of a, a couple of devices defined here, but I also have roles that I can make. And I have roles such as uh, um, administrator, domain administration. I even created one the other day called Help Desk. And all that Help Desk does is it lets me log into the system and read, but I do wanna give them a little bit of extra, um, extra privilege to be able to 
to administer ports, but not be able to change the rest of the system. So I can give them just read write access for ONT management. So we have a very granular way of, of allowing them to work on the system. So very intuitive. And a big part of zero trust, and we'll be covering that next month as well. Yes. And, um, and of course, we handle all the same things you would expect, password expiration, um, you know, the type of password you can use, all of those types of things are covered. We also have one that's grayed out here at the moment because it's not enabled on this system, but we also have domains that I can logically separate the OLT into different groups of PON interfaces and let different groups administer only their PON interfaces. And that would all be on the same system at the same time. And then have an overarching um, administrator that can manage everything. So we have quite a quite an extensive way of managing roles and rules on the system as far as users of the system are concerned. Another big benefit to the panorama interface is profiles and templates. So everything here in the system is using profiles. What I'm looking at right now is I'm looking at ports and I'm looking at all of the ports on this OLT. But I could go down and I could look at just this pawn port with the map being my OLT, my type of OLT, my pawn card, the port on the pawn card, and then the ONTs. And you notice that the panel on the right keeps changing to match wherever I'm at within that tree. And what you see based on all of those ports is you see things called profiles. So I have a NAC profile or a network access control profile. And these things that are defined in here, I've defined um, and built profiles for them. And I've done it for ports. I've done it for my POE. I've done it for spanning tree, um, for my port authentication, LLDP, and even my admin state. And all of these get defined in a consistent common interface. So I make, I make profiles in which I define different types of profiles that I get to use like building blocks within my, uh, my configuration. And then I simply apply these to the interfaces. What that gives us is that if I have multiple OLTs across multiple sites, um, that I can apply the same configuration everywhere. And it's always consistent and there is not a fluctuation from it based on somebody that logged in and made a quick change that they forgot to take back out. Here, everything is tracked, everything is recorded, everything is managed through this system. And what's great is I imagine, you know, this is something that a senior technician would do, creating these profiles and templates. And then, you know, that assures consistency. And then it can be turned over to a junior tech to perhaps connect the ONTs. Correct. It, you know, you can, you can predefine all of this and then um, your field technicians can actually pick the right profile that they're supposed to use and apply it to the port, okay. you know, versus a centralized management when I have to. Mm -hmm. So it lets me break up my, my, my um, management of the system. And one of the other things that since I'm already defining these things through profiles, what happens um, when I attach a new ONT? How do, how do I manage that? Well, there are a couple of ways we can do. We can look at the at the OLT itself and say, um, do I have any unexpected ONTs waiting out there? Somebody's attached something to me. Tell me about it. Let me go configure it. Right. Or do nothing with it or ignore it. And that, of course, is available on like everything, a couple of different levels. 
right? So once we have that and we turn that on or off and we say, let's be really dynamic about adding ONTs, they just add and they automatically configure, we can do those types of things through templates such that we hear um, what happens when I'm gonna attach uh, a type of ONT here in particular, an ONT 140. If it happens to be an ONT 140, I can match a rule for it. And then I can come back and apply configuration to that to the ports on that ONT. And I can make lots and lots and lots of rules as part of this and be able to control on a floor by floor, pawn by pawn um, basis, um, how things are automatically configured or not configured. Right? So very, very dynamic system. One of the other things you also notice is as I've been kind of pulling through some of these menus, whenever I right click on something, there's lots of menus that come up below it. And that's true in almost any one of these areas. So I can do it here on a pawn interface. I can do it on an ONT and get different properties. And you notice that I have things like dynamic services, copying and moving ONTs around. So when I'm doing maintenance, if I want to move entire configurations of one pawn to another pawn so that I can do maintenance on a port, I can do those types of things. And I can go all the way down here to the ethernet port. Here happens to be, uh, I've, got a, I've got a VoIP phone sitting on this um, and I can open it up and I can look at the properties of the port all the way down to how much PoE is that thing drawing. It happens to be drawing 7.1 watts right now. It's interface counters, the status of the port. So I can kind of look down and see throughout my system. But I also have some other things that I can do. Um, in this one in particular, it's, a, it's an LLDP type device. So I can go look at LLDP and I can go see the status of that device. What information did it give me back through LLDP? So I'm able to, for different functions and different features within the system, bounce through the system and look at different pieces and parts. So it's very, it's very much meant for a centralized management of the system. Once I install that ONT, the intention is that you should never ever have to send somebody back out there to move cables or do anything again. Um, movement of cables and Mac work, that's all about, you know, I have somebody changing an office and I need to do something. But you should never have to do it from the system. And that's what the centralized management does for us. And in this environment of smart building and IoT, you may have hundreds of ONTs, but then again, you got thousands of IoT devices hanging off these. You can set up at a port level profiles for things like VoIP phones and WAPs and IP cameras, so you can get to a plug and play on those devices as well. Oh, absolutely! And we also support, and we didn't we didn't drill down into some of these profiles, but you notice that there's a there is a NAC and a radius. So RADIUS allows me to connect to multiple different uh, RADIUS servers and support third-party applications as well, um, other posturing type security devices. But in the NAC device, I am more than, more than capable of being able to do MAC bypass or guest VLANs or lots of different types of authentication things and fall through configuration so that I can support things. And what that allows me to do is on something like a phone, I can have a fully authenticated environment. The phone connects, the radius authenticator says, yeah, that's a phone. I recognize the MAC address of this device. Here, Mr. OLT, 
configure its port like this. So we can have this dynamic port configuration um, within the um, environment. And it looks like we've got a little bit of Windows uh, Windows talking to me about it needs to it needs to resync. Um, and then uh, in doing that, we can have these dynamic ports. So what happens, what's really, I've got a configuration on the port, what's really running on the port? I can go look and see, right? And that leads me to a whole security environment of being able to have highly dynamic, a highly dynamic network, and yet at the same time, a highly secure network along the way. And of course, this drill down happens in multiple areas of the system. Here, I'm looking at my uplink interfaces, I can go and I can look all the way down to, if I go back down to my, my switching unit, I can look at my uplink ports and even look at the properties down at my SFPs that are on my ports. So everything from a centralized management position, right? Um, equipment, depending on which equipment you've got, the views are a little different, um, are switching, everything gets configured and managed. Here I can go look at my, at my OLT, and I can say, let's see, is there any MAC addresses on there? Yeah, there's three different devices that are out there um, requesting, um, having MAC addresses and requesting uh, connectivity. So I get to look and manage and view all of this. And like I said before, none of this is magic config. When I add VLANs, I have to add my VLANs, right? Things just don't happen without me knowing about it. And that's very important that when we're in these very highly secure environments, I can't have a system that you can't track what happened. I can't have open ports, right? And again, that's part of being in this centrally managed and being able to troubleshoot the system through this, right? And that even goes down to that same philosophy of I want to do software upgrades. I never log into my OLTs to do a software upgrade. Everything is done through this interface. And you can see, I can simply pick the software version that's on the system that I want. I can identify the OLT and I can say, go ahead and download that software and get it ready for a switchover. So that's how I do my upgrades of all of my systems as well. And of course we do an alarm manager. So you can see the, the alarms. There's a couple of standing alarms that I leave on the system just so that we can see what we look like. There's a, it's no fun to look at a blank page. So here are a couple of alarms and we can click on the alarms. We can drill down on the alarms and get a little bit more information or do some tracking and some troubleshooting procedures and leave notes behind within the system so that the next person that's looking at this can say, oh, I see what they're doing. I see why it's an alarm state. Or I can just simply acknowledge alarms and have them disappear. So lots of alarming along this line. We keep track of everything, all of the alarms that we've had within the system. We keep track of all of the events within the system. You know, who's done what? It's a highly secure system and it's meant to be that way. Um, here's some security events. We even keep additional logs. We keep systems, um, system logs that we can export to, to off box servers or we keep security logs, which are a little different from just normal logging of things. But I should be able to look at this and search. I don't know if there was any activity yesterday. It doesn't look like it. Um, but I can look at all of my user logins and who did what on the system. The other ref part of it is backup, in, backup and restores. Um, I can not only do manually requested backups of different types of just the OLT or just the Panorama server or of all of the system. I can also come back in through a lot of our 
tools and schedule those. So here I've got a schedule set for being able to back up different things within my network. And I can automate that, pause them, restart them. I have them all paused right now so they don't build up on me. But um, it just creates a, uh, it creates a backup file for all of it. And of course, other things I would expect like system inventories are here um, and ad hoc reporting where I can go look at this, at a report. And in this, I'm really just pulling up an ONT status. And you can see there are um, all of the information on the ONTs that were on the system, including things like receive level. So I can look at what is, what's my cable? Is my cable doing okay? Have I had cable changes? And I can export this to a file and move forward with that. So a lot of functionality within this system. And everything again is done here. And if I'm doing multiple OLTs and I wanna do protection, I even just initiate that from here. Again, in a very simple, easy way. For instance, if I had another system, I could say, here's my primary OLT, here's the second OLT, and then these are the ports that I'm gonna to tie together, uh, give it a name and say apply. And I have done redundancy between two chassis or two ports within uh, different systems. Very simple, very intuitive to be able to go run. And nice that you can automate that uh, reporting, inventory, backup, et cetera, and really, you know, um, reduce the human touches and, and, and send those out um, at whatever time you choose. Yep, it's very, it's, it's very much meant to be very user-friendly and, you know, very easy um, for people to use. And we also have, you know, other pieces to this. You're seeing an installed client. We will be running um, also through a web client. So you can do most of the things that you can do in the full client, in the web client today. Um, you can go look at ONTs. In fact, let's just search for, let's search for everything. And when I search for everything, here's all of my OLT interfaces, my uplink interfaces. Here is all of my um, my ONTs that I are my ONT ports. So here's one. I let's look at that phone again. So we looked at the phone before. I can go see the status of that port. I can look at that LED, LLDP information I looked at before. I can see that in this interface. Right. So all of this is again remotely. Um, managed and remotely taken care of, right? And as over time, what you are going to see is you are going to see this interface continue to evolve. And eventually we will add all of the functionality from the client into it. Um, that's coming soon, I will say, that um, we'll be able to fully manage the entire network through a web interface. Well, I'd say the use case for the web interface is you get that automated email that it, and, see, and you see you got some alarms at one of your facilities and you can jump on this web browser from your smartphone <laughs> and jump in there and see what's going on at that property. Yep, absolutely. This, um, this system I also have on my cell phone. So I can just connect in, I can VPN from my cell phone, look at my alarm panels, look at everything that's on the system remotely. It's very clean. And if I, and actually one of the things I did miss before is if I really need to know about it and I need to know about it now, I have an alarm. We have things like alarm notifications that allow me to send an, an, an automated email within seconds of, a, of an alarm being generated within the system. And that can be any alarm, um, even down to a device like a security camera 
that is never supposed to go down became had a bounced connection, either I lost power or something happened, um, I can be informed of that immediately. And when I talk immediately, I'm talking within 10 seconds um, types of times. So it's very, it's very quick. Um, and I think with that, I'm kind of running out of time. And, uh, you know, I'll go back to, uh, back to John. Yeah, and pull up that last slide. And we are at the end of our time. Uh, I want to thank Joel for pulling this live demo together. And I want to thank you all for joining this webinar. Uh, the questions that we did not get to will answer via email. Remember to watch for the post-webinar email where I'll provide you a link to a replay of this live demo. And I'll probably give you a, a download or perhaps some documentation on uh, Telabs Panorama Pond. So with that, I'll shut things down. Have a great day and a great rest of your week. Thank you.